0: Happy Hour with Julie and Liz. So Liz. Yeah.
1: It is our happiest happy hour now that Joe Biden is here to act as a salve for our national wounds. (laughs) And the, 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 the curing, not curing, the remedy, the Joe Biden remedy to all of our ills is already here. Oh, tell me about it. CNN, after nonstop panic porn over coronavirus, finally has removed its death tracker um, off of its main page. Oh. So, ah. th- yeah, no one now is going to die of COVID because Joe Biden took the oath, oath of office yesterday.
0: Well, obviously, <clears throat> the death tracker is propaganda. And they don't want to leave that up so that we can do to Biden what they did to Trump, which is start screaming about how many people died and he has blood on his hands like every day. So I also noticed and I question the timing of two very important things that developments that happened within seconds of Biden's official Inauguration ceremony, one, the World Health Organization altered its PCR standards for virus testing because it was too sensitive, which means that more people were told they were positive with the virus than were actually positive. So the numbers are inflated Wow. No way.
1: I know. No way. Way. Not like we haven't been talking about this for months, literally months. And the second thing, and I know you'll find
0: this curious, Julie. Amazon has volunteered to help the federal government distribute the vaccines. What? (laughs) I know. It's like how many people died because of Amazon? How about that? Someone needs to start that. Campaign going, it's it's so blatant. That's the thing. It's that it's so blatant. Yeah. The the propaganda and the partisanship. I don't know. I I I can't. And that's You're so just, cynical. That's just two little things. Because yesterday and this morning is so gross. <laughs> Yeah, Is it is it all you
1: imagine, Julie, or is it better? <laughs> it um, it's happening much quicker than I thought. I thought it would maybe be days before we would see the double standard, uh, how Biden is treated and covered versus Trump. But it was it was literally nanoseconds before. You can now see the rules that Donald Trump and all of us had to live under for four years. Those are erased. And we're back to 2009 to 2000, January 20, or even to this day, Obama type media coverage, media swooning. And, you know, of course, then covering up already Biden's deficiencies and and flat out lies that we could talk about. So,
0: um,
1: <laughs> where to start
0: is, is dissent patriotic again <laughs> or no,
1: I mean, forbidden again. Is it forbidden? It's criminalized. Uh, what are you, Liz? Are you like an Iraqi insurgent? I'm or, confused. I get are
0: confused. you an Al Qaeda
1: member? Because that's what Stanley McChrystal is calling all of us. So
0: all I know is that the rules are dynamic. They're constantly changing. So dissent is not patriotic anymore. So,
1: okay. I know you tried to avoid a lot of what was happening yesterday. I I, I didn't. I was torturing myself. But also amusing myself. But I think the funniest thing yesterday was Jen Psaki's first Ugh. press briefing. Did you catch any of that? I saw clips of it and... Just the, the the minutes that I watched
0: when I was done I had like diabetes from the <laughs> sugary Warm. oozing sweetness so gross
1: so, so Zeke gross. Miller whose first act <laughs> under the Trump uh, in the Trump press briefing room was to lie that Donald Trump had taken down the Martin Luther King bust remember that yes couples Kerf- so that was Zeke Miller's first. And he later had to apologize and admit that he was wrong because he was starting to trying to start a controversy that didn't exist. So that's how he started off the Trump era. He was given the first question surprisingly yesterday in the briefing where he practically begged Jen Psaki, who, by the way, helped get helped mislead the press to give favorable coverage to the Iran nuclear deal. That Jen Psaki. Um, it had her pledge to tell them the unvarnished truth so they can then relay that to the American public.
0: It's all a show, you know, I mean, they're putting on a show for the base, their idiot base
1: so yes, that the, their
0: base can go around on social media and talk about how pure and truthful and open the Biden administration is with them as opposed to like the crazy Trump administration. I mean, they're setting it up. It's, it's so obvious. Once you see it, you can't unsee it, you know? And I think that the press conference, those press conferences just like during the Trump era, they were used for these wannabes to jockey for like clips on the primetime spin shows. So now it's the same thing that they're, It's a performance, really, um, that they can point to and say, look, Jen Psaki said that they're honest. How can you think they're lying? It's literally the job of the press secretary is pretty much to spin. That is what their job is. Their job is to spin. And they come out with their big book, which has all their different policies written out. When someone asks you a policy about, you know, what what are we doing about Limptic, Arkansas? They just flip over to the Limptic, Arkansas tab and say, "Well, da 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 da," and they just read it off. It's it's about spin. <laughs> this idea that we're getting transparency and honesty from Jen Psaki, it's it, it's it's garbage. I mean, it's just it's gross. It it's gross. <laughs> so
1: it it was gross, and she got one softball question after another. She already told her first lie because she was confronted. I don't, they'll never let this reporter in again. I don't know who it was. Confronted her about Joe Biden's pro life um, policies. Well, not pro life, pro abortion policies. And he directly asked her about the Hyde Amendment and the Mexico City policy, and she feigned ignorance, said, "Oh, she has no idea, you know, where, uh, you know, what Joe Biden was going to do." But he, you know, he's a Catholic, he goes to mass, and that's how she avoided that. Well, lo and behold, of course, today um, he announces the uh, that they are. Um, uh, here it is right now. Revoking the Mexico City policy in the coming days prohibits U.S. funding for groups that provide refer for abortions overseas. So she was asked directly, and less than 12 hours later, exposed as her not telling the truth. So I don't know. Will the Washington Post is are they going to be keeping a truth tracker? Is where's the lie tracker? Um. Yeah. Also, I hear that they
0: will be moving forward with a fracking ban. Um, that didn't come from Jen Psaki, but I'm just saying, like, I'm sensing a pattern, Julie, that what? the electorate has <laughs> been misled. I'm just saying.
1: Um, so, so much to, cu- aside, now, another thing yesterday, of course, they, Hunter Biden made an appearance. I don't know if you saw him. I'm sure you oh, didn't yeah. hear anything about it, but he was there. I'm not sure what was he there with this
0: child, not the right, (laughs) not the um the crack the stripper child, but I guess the child a different child that with he as with his wife who it's
1: really hard to track. I don't know. So he shows up and I'm flipping through you know CNN MSNBC channels you know ABC all of the network stations to see if anyone is going to mention the fact that there's Hunter Biden who allegedly is under investigation by a few law enforcement agencies if they'll mention it not a peep I know that will surprise you
0: oh wow yeah that's a shock I'm I, I I'm just in a lot of ways, I'm, I'm, I'm speechless because it's so obvious. It's so gross that there's no way this is not making inflaming the, the people. And we got a lot of rhetoric yesterday about unity, but also you're a Nazi. We need unity and to come together, you filthy Nazi, but there's, It's so in your face and blatant. I don't know. I I mean, I think that they really do want to inflame people because they're, you know, there's really
1: no other conclusion. Right. And so this was part of the idea, the optics, the theatrics of fortifying Washington, D.C. I mean, you live outside of D.C., so you know this a lot better than I do, but blocking Americans from trying to visit the Capitol, Um, checkpoints, barbed wire. Apparently, Nancy Pelosi or someone wanted machine guns. Oh, I'm sure. Look, these (laughs) people love
0: that shit when it's for them. Now, of course, when we were trying to stop people from burning down cities around the country, then you had a riot in the New York Times office in New York City. Um, But... To have more troops in Washington, D.C. than we have in Afghanistan, that's fine. You know, to protect our precious, our treasures, our precious treasured legislators and elected officials and bureaucrats.
1: Amy Klobuchar was to make the inaugural even worse. They decided to allow her to give the opening remarks. And she's just painful to listen to anyway. Just her voice is so grating and.
0: She is that She's, whiny. I'm whiny. I'm yeah. not it's a whiny It's like a shaky, person.
1: whiny Minnesota Fargo-ish, like, which is My fine. I'm should a Midwesterner. I, should I be dig really the twang. It's Karen. all right.
0: <laughs> oh, all right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Just, oh.
1: Yeah. Tr- triggered. So I'm like, oh, shit. Now I got to listen to Amy Klobuchar, too. So she um, brought up the insurrection. I know that this will be surprising, too. She said two weeks ago when an angry, violent mob staged an insurrection and desecrated this temple of our democracy, it awakened us. Desecrate. You know, I wonder, Julie, do you do you think that these people believe the shit that comes out of their mouth? Um, I think that Amy Klobuchar believes it. I definitely do. I don't
0: think they arrested a single person. And with on a weapons charge, I mean, um, they've arrested, they've arrested a lot of people.
1: They arrested baked Alaska, Liz. I mean, oh, OK, we are safe.
0: I know they arrested somebody that had weapons in their pickup truck. Of course, it was a pickup truck. But I don't <laughs> think that they arrested anyone for actually being armed in the Capitol. I mean, we and we talked about this last week, but I just have to say this, this is outrageous display of I don't know violence um, and disrespect was conducted by people dressed in costumes and there were no, no weapons there was the only person killed was by I don't know either a secret service agent or a capital police officer we don't have any information about that and yeah. there people that weren't hiding they were many of them didn't have masks. They were posting what they were doing all over social media. I mean, this is like, I don't know. What, what, what is this? I mean, are these, this how is this taken seriously?
1: Well, because people, and you know this obviously, but because people now feel bullied and threatened and intimidated into, I mean, it's not just the people who were there, or the handful of Trump supporters or voters who got, you know, who are vandalizing or breached the Capitol, did whatever they did. It's now all seven seventy two what? 74.2 million Trump voters are now insurrectionists and we must be hunted down and we must be tried by John Brennan and Stanley McChrystal and sent off to, you know, what? Mini Abu Ghraib's according to a lowlife like David French. I mean, this Uh is the rhetoric that, and people are scared. I mean, people are really afraid and and believe that, you know, like Joe Biden says, dark winter is coming and we're all going to be rounded up and put in in camps.
0: Well, I have to think that there is going to be a dark winter because they need to stretch out this virus threat to cover for Biden too. It's not just a question of destroying the middle class and controlling people, but the virus has provided an amazing cover story to conceal the fact that Biden is not, is not healthy. Right. And so they will need reasons to say, you're not seeing Biden in public. It's too dangerous. You know, we're not having meetings. It's not, You know, we're not going to have as many press conferences. You're not seeing Biden travel to foreign countries. You're not going to see him out. Remember, we saw Trump every day, multiple times a day. And every time people saw him, he would come. He would start yabbing to the press. You know, he was such so visible. And we are not going to see a lot of Joe Biden. We're not. And and the media is fine with that. They're not going to say a thing.
1: We're recording this right now, Thursday after noon the noon hour has Biden has he been cited today I haven't seen a thing
0: yes so there was a virtual prayer breakfast this morning I think or a virtual um it was like a virtual let me I prayer service at the White House and the media was there and they were allowed in they weren't allowed to talk or ask questions they sat behind the um Biden I was going to say the vice president Biden and Kamala <clears throat> and they they just they just basically saw Joe Biden's back, and then they la- They were escorted out. Oh, and then that okay. was it. So there wasn't any like proof of life other than that. It could have been a cutout in Biden's place. We don't know. But you you mark my words. We are not going to see Biden at all, hardly at all. And the media is not going to call it out. Because no, they know. They know they're in on it. They're in on
1: the cover up. So even yesterday he was so he he made it through his speech. I think it was the shortest speech, even though Chris, Fox News is Chris Wallace said it was the best inaugural address he's <laughs> ever heard. But it was a brief speech. He made his way through it. You know, as typical Biden, just like, you know, yelling the words. You could tell he's not really processing what he's saying unless he was calling us domestic terrorists and white supremacists and calling Trump a liar, calling Trump a liar as he stands in front of three past presidents who lied to the American people to get us into war, to nationalize our healthcare system, to bang an intern in the Oval Office. So apparently all those lies are forgiven. Um, so he made it through that, he went to Arlington Cemetery because of course the man has a weird fixation on death and so they had to go to Arlington. I don't I think that was the first, but you could tell he was he was really being guided by other people to make sure he knew where he was going, what he was supposed to say. But then whatever he had was taking or uh, by the time mid-afternoon rolled around, he was so weary He was in the Oval Office for the first time with a mask on that kept falling and signing executive orders. But he had no cards in front of him to tell him what the executive orders were. And he I thought he was going to nod off as he was signing these executive orders.
0: I think um, I just don't see how they're going. To pull this off, maybe they will, but. If you think about it, we didn't really see that much of Obama either. And when we did, it was in a very choreographed way. So we probably won't see that much of Biden and people are going to be fine with it. The question is, when are they going to get rid of the illusion? Right. Right. When when is are we going to get Kamala, President Cop? When are we going to get her? (laughs) How long before they they come up with something?
1: Here's. I'm this might be overly optimistic, um, but if you after he signed the executive orders yesterday and one reporter was allowed to ask him a question about Trump's letter, of course. And so Biden said it was very generous, but he was not going to disclose details until he talked to Trump. Um, So they were attempting to ask him other questions. And I don't know if it was Jen Psaki or who it was, but some shrew was hurting, literally yelling at them. That's it, guys. That's it. Everybody out. Like hurting them out, like the whimpering, simpering little cats that they are. So, they didn't allow any questions of Biden yesterday. Um, I think, honestly, and there were already complaints before Election Day, his press pool covering the campaign, but of course they kept it in reps. But I don't know that reporters, especially in the press corps, the White House press corps, are going to let this go on for months. At some point someone is going to say, "Wait, we we don't even we've never had a press briefing directly with Biden." I don't so, know, Julie. I, I don't know. know.
0: I just I just don't know. And it's I I just the, they're so invested in in Biden's success and and sticking it to Trump that I just don't it's a totally different dynamic. So the press and Trump, even though Trump, you know, punched down, gave as good at, as he got all the time, the, the press knew Trump loved the press. You know, they could have always just stopped covering him and they could have just, you know, asked him simple questions and not gotten him to explode or um, kind of ignored him a little bit, even though he's the president. But they knew that he loved to come out and put on a show with with the Biden administration. It's very different because if they get out of line, they will not get invited or included in things. So it's a different it's a different dynamic. It's the same reason why when you see some idiot on the cover of Vogue magazine, the magazine or someone who they would want to put on the cover of the magazine, they don't write bad things about that person in their magazine it's that it's that dynamic with biden whereas trump the press knew that trump needed them he loved fighting with them he needed a foil so i i I think that the the mainstream media would will be afraid to really go out on a limb because they won't get invited to the right places or a job because really that's what they're also trying to get
1: yeah, so that was um we we got a heavy taste yesterday of what it's so gross it is what
0: was it someone asked are you going to change literally this was asked in a press conference are you going to change the color scheme <laughs> in the was it the Oval Office Air Force One Air Force One are you going to change the color scheme in Air Force One that was asked that was she asked.
1: Like, that's a great question oh.
0: Well, it was great. I mean, for her, she doesn't want to ask any hard questions. She doesn't want to answer hard questions. So, yeah, you should ask her what her favorite ice cream flavor is. That's the (laughs) level of reporting we're going to be getting until, well, basically for four years, because they're certainly not going to give Kamala a hard time either whenever she steps in. Um, Who knows? Uh, He could have another more. Biden could get some broken bones from his dog, his dog's tail again. We, You know, there's. All sorts of possibilities. The question is just how long are we are we going to have this charade put up? But it's just so gross. After, especially during the ceremony, and then after, the media was so disgusting. You, it's hard to imagine them be clouding themselves more than they did with their behavior in the Trump administration. But just the gross, like religious celebration of this semi-conscious zombie and <laughs> this cop. Oh, oh, it was so just dis- that people are still doing it. And it's like, where's yeah. your dignity, but here's what's going to happen. I'm, I'm going to keep, and you too, Julie, and I, I'm sure our, our listeners will notice this as well. Let's watch the numbers. Let's see what the ratings are on, on primetime TV and let's mm-hmm. see what the traffic is on these websites now that they don't have Trump anymore to kick around. And they're not going to be reporting anything that's crazy or sensational.
1: I think that that is an excellent point. And I mean, they can't, I'm sure they're hoping for a Senate trial. I think we're going to get one. I actually want the Senate, trial to proceed quickly so we can
0: political playbook does not think they're going to do it because they don't have the votes that's from this morning's political playbook political playbook where they they a source says that they there's no way they could get 16 senators to vote to convict so i don't But,
1: but liz don't you think i mean the democratic base wants this i can't imagine after Nancy Pelosi rushes to impeach Trump and now they have control of the Senate, that their base is going to be satisfied with any kind of excuse about a vote. They they want blood. They want this vetted and they want, they want him to pay. So I wonder, and I think we should have a trial because quite frankly, it is the only way to expose all the falsehoods about this insurrection.
0: Well, even the in- Washington Post had a piece yesterday or the day before saying, and so did um, BuzzFeed, that the the protest slash riot slash insurrection was planned in advance. And it was That's planned right. on Facebook and not parlor. Right. So sort of case closed, you know, but. I don't think they're going to convict him. Maybe they'll have a trial. But Nancy Pelosi hasn't sent over the articles of impeachment yet, even though we you know, it was so urgent that they needed to get him out of. You know, they wanted him to resign, before, you know, and give up his last like four days of his his term because it was so dangerous because he was going to nuke someone or, you know, all sorts of crazy fantasies these people have. So I don't think they're going to be able to convict him. And that's that's a smart move by the senators who want to get reelected as Republicans. Um, you know, McConnell came out, he did his obligatory shiv of Trump. Oh, right. outrageous. He, he incited it. He inflamed people, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, that, that was his, his uh, gesture. And now it's okay. And he, he, they're not going to convict. I, I, that's what I, that's my opinion.
1: Well, it'll be interesting. I I really do think that they should, I hope they proceed with the trial. Um, I really do, regardless of the votes. But, you know, you have, pl- you know, Ben Sass has said he would consider it. Mitt Romney, we know, will vote in favor of it because he already, he voted to convict Trump last time. Um, And Jen Psaki said yesterday that she believes that the Senate can multitask and they can proceed with their normal business and also oversee a trial. So the Biden people are going to be pushing for this too.
0: Well, it's a good distraction. You know, I think
1: that you it mean it's a good distraction from letting high school boys dress up as girls and try out for the soccer team. And we
0: like going back on the fracking pledge or the fact that the person running our country has like 25% of a Swiss cheese brain. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a good distraction, and they need to keep the fires lit on the crazy right wing, alt right, white supremacist Nazis. They've right. got to keep that up because they want to dial up the surveillance state and they want to increase the powers of the government surveillance to quash this outrageous uprising. And in order to do that and to justify that, they need to keep people terrified. And so having a a trial, although and not although, and I don't think this isn't going to be like the first Senate trial, the first impeachment, because now the Democrats are in control. And so it's not going to be fair. It's going to be the worst thing ever. It's going to be showcasing crazy things and I don't know. They're talking about baked Alaska and other dangerous.
1: The people. organic shaman. shaman. Yeah.
0: The, right. The, the uh, furry Q shaman, the Q shaman uh, dangerous. Um, so I think that it's going to be. It. I think they're going to use it to their advantage. I still, I don't think he's going to be convicted. It's a total waste. I don't know why people aren't more outraged that our federal. Um, representatives are not managing the crucial issues facing our country and instead are doing this, but, um, there, no one's going to, no, well, some Republicans will vote to convict because they're just so moral. Like they're just, they're so moral. They can't help themselves. They have to do the moral thing like a Romney or a Sass, but.
1: Or a Toomey, Richard Burr, they're on their way out. I mean, they would love to, Take Go one more
0: blaze. Of yeah, glory. exactly.
1: So I'd like to see them all on record. But of course, Liz, as we've talked about for weeks now, all of this is just a dangerous, destructive cover up to criminalize any free speech, <laughs> right, free speech, but also to criminalize any um, criticism or investigation into election fraud, because oh, yeah, Talking about
0: election fraud is now considered incitement to violence.
1: Exactly right. Um, But there are still things moving forward on that front. Senator Rick Scott of Florida uh, had a column up today saying that he wants to continue push on election integrity reform. The Senate. He, of course, objected to Pennsylvania's fraudulent election. Pennsylvania's election was so bad it should have been disqualifying. So and Rick Scott is a pretty thoughtful, you know, he's not a hothead. Um, So he was right there. So he's going to push for that. Tim Scott before this happened on January 6th, also said that he wanted to put together a bipartisan, bicameral election integrity commission. I emailed his office a few days ago to ask if he was still planning to do that, have not heard back. Um, So, and I think there's still some state legislatures. I think something happened in Arizona a few days ago, Maricopa County agreeing to a full audit. And there are still several lawsuits, as I wrote about earlier this week, pending before the Supreme Court Um, One of them, the response is due tomorrow by Pennsylvania Secretary of State Kathy Buchvar, who just took it on herself to unilaterally change all the election laws that Pennsylvania state legislature had enacted. And so there are still lawsuits before the Supreme Court. Will they do anything? Probably not. But the fact is, these are still on their docket election lawsuits related to Pennsylvania and Wisconsin's um, fraudulent elections. So they can try super hard, but. This is not going away, nor is the belief by the overwhelming majority of Republicans that this election was stolen. Um, The polls show it. Anyone you talk to who voted for Trump knows that it was it was stolen. And so that's they can try as hard as they want. But that feeling and that view is not going away.
0: I think you're right. They they're going to do as much as they can to give themselves cover. But the fact remains that people do not that that people do not view Biden as a legitimate president because of all of the election fraud and not just the election fraud. I was talking to a friend of mine who is an establishment Republican. And I said, you know, I come from a data background. This person knows that I said, look, I looked at a lot of the analysis done by the data scientists and they are right now when the findings were given over to authorities in charge of the election and said hey is there an explanation for this they were basically told to f off so because people can't get answers to questions there's just a high level of suspicion and the belief that there is this is not this was not a legitimate election so what does that mean well that's not good i don't i don't think there's that I mean that's why we had twenty five thousand troops in that's Washington right. DC for the for the right. election, right? I mean right. it's kind of scary, but that's not gonna go away. And what's scary is that talking about it or wanting to work with people to fix the state election process is going to be criminalized.
1: But these lawmakers Say you're Tim Scott and you're up for re-election in 2022 and you guys have done nothing to on a federal level to prevent tens of millions of mail-in ballots just flooding um, the electorate and, you know, changing all the certification and the signature rules and, you know, canvassing them illegally, which is what happened in at least three states that we know of and um, then it's going to come back to bite you, and this isn't only going to be the 2024 election. I'm sure this happened in 2018 when we weren't paying attention.
0: Oh, how it happened did... in 2016. They just didn't think it was going to be by as much as it as Trump won by. They didn't. They didn't calculate enough. I think it's honestly. I think it's been going on for a long time, and I don't really think it's restricted to Democrats. So. Right. You, I, Look, I mean, when we go back and look at what happened in Georgia, when you have actual Republicans that are the secretary of state and the governor, and they are not cooperating and they are right. working to c- conceal the the transparency and information people need to feel comfortable that this was a, a legit above-the-board process, and they are working against that, you have to wonder why. Why? Well, are they in on it? I don't know. Um maybe that's too tinfoil hat, but it certainly looks suspicious.
1: So it looks very suspicious. And the more that they fight against it, I think it was the Georgia Republican lieutenant governor who demoted three Georgia state legislators who were fighting for, you know, who were fighting the results, the certification in Georgia, he just demoted them, stripped them of committee leaderships. Um, I guess that's how, how that happens in Georgia. But Now they're punishing people of their own party who want it, who know that something was up with that Georgia election.
0: Right. So my, my, my point is why aren't some Republicans, why aren't the Republicans standing up since they're the ones hardest hit? Well, not if they're in on it, then they're not. They're part of the game. They're like, okay, we're only going to get our, our kind of people elected. And, you know, that's how it is. This isn't we've talked about the false distinction between the Democrats and the Republicans. They're not really different. They're they're the same. There's a couple outliers, but they are they are fighting to preserve their status quo in their power base before that, before they are partisans, that's the most important thing to them. So they, they're they not going to jump on board. So um, that's your answer. That's why a lot of Republicans aren't making stink. The, the Republicans that are sh- making a stink or should be making a stink are people who have been targeted by the National Republican Congressional Committee or the National Republican Senator- Senate Committee, whose job it is to reelect the incumbents. Those are the people that are most likely to be victims to a vote fraud operation that is controlled by the deep state or the cathedral or the status quo, whatever you want to call it. So,
1: well, there's still, we'll, we'll see what happens, but, um, you know, even Mitch McConnell said that these pandemic election rules can't become the new norm. Well, Well, why they are going to be
0: the new norm? Because they they are there. They are because the, the house has passed a bill last, last session, which was H.R. 1, and it it has all sorts of federalized election rules and regulations in it. And, of course, it passed the House last session, but was never going to get to the Senate because the Republicans controlled it. Well, guess what? Now that's not the case. So they are going to make it a federal law to have mail-in elections and sending out ballots to everybody in the world. They already have ridiculous rules about cleaning up the voter rolls. There's so many dead people on the voter rolls. There's bad addresses. Very simple things you could do. Just run it against a database of you know the social security death index or run it against the national change of address database just to get people off of the voter rolls that don't live in your state or have passed away there you can't do that under the um voting rights act it's very difficult to clean up the voter roll so now they're just going to mail ballots to everybody anyone with a driver's license anybody who's i don't know That anyone whose contact information they have, they're going to send ballots all over the place, and that's going to be federal law. Now, is that legal? Um, It isn't constitutional, and I'm sure there will be lawsuits. But, you know, do we want to put our eggs in the basket of the Supreme Court? Well, I don't think so. Not after what they did with the Texas lawsuit. So...
1: Right. And that was the perfect opportunity for them because that was such a solid lawsuit. It didn't have any of the crazy Kraken or Lynn Wood insanity. It was straight up. It was evidence of what happened in those four states, Georgia, Wisconsin, Michigan and Pennsylvania, how unelected bureaucrats violated the law and made up their own election law, especially in these counties, you know, heavily Democratic counties and cities that swung the election to Biden. The Supreme Court's refusal to even consider that just set up a future, a really dystopian future for our elections. It was so cowardly and such an abdication of their constitutional duty. Of course, Texas and other states have an interest in how Pennsylvania runs their election. How do you even say that Texas has no standing well, if they perform their election legally under the Constitution, and Pennsylvania didn't, and that their rigged, fraudulent election helps unlawfully elect a president of the United States, of course, it's in every other state's interest to no stop totally that
0: absolutely it made no
1: sense. No. It did
0: so. That's you know, and a lot of us. I know you did. I know I was very vocal about trump supreme court nominees um certainly kavanaugh with a kavanaugh debacle and then trying to defend amy coney barrett you know super glad that uh you know we we jumped on the train tracks for that um thanks guys um (laughs) you know (laughs) so it's a little concerning but I don't know. So, but, but, but that is in the works. It is in the works to codify this bullshit election process that we just went through where we had more people voting than we had registered voters in many of these precincts and counties. So that's a, that's, well, it'll be interesting to see how that, how that happens. You know, how that goes down. If, if um senators like Joe Manchin, who's, you know a democrat but really west virginia is like the most republican state in the in the country or even a Christian cinema who is a radical but campaigned as a moderate and arizona is kind of purple it's probably really red but there's still a lot of vote fraud so we don't know um, you know are they going to hop on board with this they'll need to get a lot of grassroots pressure so it's um it is a dark winter um for sundown joe and for America and all the criminals out there listening who want to talk about and ask questions about vote fraud.
1: Well, this all leads us to towards the end, which was seeing Donald Trump leave the white house. I know we were texting the other day at his last day and, you know, realizing you know, he was, (laughs) he was headed out of the white house and, um, you know, did you watch it? Huh? Did you watch him leave? I saw parts of it. Yeah. I
0: watched it. I was a sad sack. Yeah. I tuned in. I watched him leave, you know, walk out Melania and then get on the helicopter. And then I watched him give his little speech and, um, you know, get on to Air Force One and fly off. And I was like, oh, man, (laughs) it's it's sad. It's sad. And then I woke up this morning and I I missed Donald Trump and (laughs) I didn't miss him per se, but I missed what my life was like for the last five years, which is waking up every morning, not knowing what kind of dumpster fire I was going to find you know, it's right. You woke up, you wake up, you go right. or you do your, you know, your, your stuff, you get on, you check, check, check in to see what the news is. And there is always some level 11 crisis going on and not so much Trump that I enjoyed, but watching the clowns in, exactly. the, in the press circus. What were they going to say? How over the top were they going to be? What's their meltdown? Um, just, I just got a real perverse satisfaction from watching these people (laughs) shit their credibility away on social media. And, you know, I woke up this morning and I kind of missed that a little. And now what I'm seeing is just basically the equivalent of fellatio. Right.
1: It's exactly Twitter. It's gross. Exactly it. Yeah. It, it is sad. I mean, you definitely can feel the void. Um, I have to say watching him arrive at Mar-a-Lago yesterday and there were fans outside and he was waving and he and Melania were there. Part of me felt very relieved for him because, you know, he's, he's been tortured by these people every minute of every day for the past five years. And he's going to, you know, I, I'm eager for him to regroup because honestly, Liz, as you see what Biden has already done in the past 24 hours, these executive orders, um, really just scary stuff. And he's wasting no time or whoever's behind him, the man behind the curtain, Barack Obama, et cetera. Um, who's, who's Who's speaking out against this? I mean, Trump is really the only one right now based on this executive order that allows boys to pretend that they're girls and get treated that way. He's the only one who could really come out and, you know, expose what that, what that means and say it in a way that resonates with people. Who's going to do that now? Well, no one. And at the same
0: time as no one is talking to them, they're literally getting their head smeared in the shit. You know, it's not even like they're just getting ignored. It's like you're going to eat it and you're going to like it in their face as now we've learned all these, there's been a whole bunch of executive orders. Now remember, remember when Trump was first inaugurated and did the executive orders, we were treated to a whole survey of how, from all the legal the legal experts who went to Twitter law school about how Trump cannot use an executive order to re- to override another executive order. Remember that? No stories about that. Oh we've seen all kinds of stuff. We've got the Mexico city ch- regulation change, Paris accords back in a baby, uh, m- fake Muslim ban reversed um, fracking. Hello. Yep. So, um, right. You know, it just all of it's done. It's just astonishing that there's just two totally different worlds with absolutely nothing in common anymore. Yeah, that's, that's pretty scary. But it's true. I mean, right. th- these, those policies aren't incidental. Those are really s- large policy differences. They're not just little, we're going to name a post office. Op- we're changing the name of this post office, you know, right. <laughs> to those are huge deals. And it's just it, it, it when I step back and think about how different these administrations are and how radical left, how radical the left has become. It's just amazing.
1: Um, Yeah, it's, and these have long-term destructive consequences for the economy, for our families, for just our national security. Um, I mean, Thinking of how much Trump did just on energy policy alone and making us energy independent, which was his alleged goal of conservatives and Republicans for decades. And here we were. And now he's just arbitrarily on his own, rolling all of that back. Um, I mean, when you upset Justin Trudeau.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I know. Well, you know how many people like people are losing jobs over that? They're going to lose jobs over other things um, that that are going to just pile up and the conditions that made Trump possible are not going away. They're going to get worse, which means that the climate and the tension and the sort of cold civil war that's going on is just going to ratchet up more. So we said that we would, we thought it would be a good idea to kind of do a review of the Trump administration. So I got us totally off direction. No, that's- um, so the last thing Trump did was his horrific list of pardons. Yes. Um, what, what was your opinion about it?
1: I mean, you're, you know, you were like you were closer to it. I really didn't have one way, one thing or another. I actually, um, I'm good friends with Casey Erlacher, Brian Urlacher's brother. So I was happy to see him on the list because what happened to him was ridiculous. But, um, I was really hoping he would pardon Julian Assange. So I was disappointed for that, but I know you were a little closer to the process and, I know a lot of people were outraged at some of the people who were on his list, but people, more importantly, who were not on his list.
0: It was very swampy. The list was very swampy. Uh, he pardoned several corrupt politicians, uh, like Duke Cunningham in San yeah. Diego and Kwame, what's his name, from Detroit. These are mm. garbage. These are just scumbags. He pardoned a rapper that made a video where all the Trump people were in KKK outfits. Um, But not not Julian Assange. Who knows? Who knows? You know, I I had heard that McConnell threatened Trump with the Assange pardon, that if he had pardoned Assange, that the Senate would be more likely to convict him. And Trump, being the idiot that he was, believed him. He should have said, fine, you know, let's go on. I want to let the Senate go on the record convicting me so everybody can see that. But he he I think he listened to that. And so who knows who knows what other arrange, you know, who knows what other things were promised to Trump, you know, yes. to 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 do the things he does. I mean, certainly he doesn't know the people he pardoned.
1: No, so. well, I know the Justice Department was very involved and I saw Rob Rosenstein's name pop up a couple several times related to people getting pardoned, which. Speaks again to Trump's huge gaping weakness and really a reason why he lost, even though the election was obviously stolen, not having the right people in place, trusting the wrong people, not stopping the wrong people from hurting your your cause. And so when leaving and even considering anything Rod Rosenstein would ever say, in fact, if he said somebody should be pardoned trump right away should have said well no (laughs) i'm doing the opposite of what you say um it's just it mind-boggling so so much of his political damage over the past four or five years is completely self-inflicted it was unavoidable i mean look at what biden's people are doing already they're getting rid of oh they're firing everybody yeah
0: firing everybody
1: right um and you know what? He'll, they'll fire John Durham. I mean, John Durham probably will resign. I'd be surprised if he sticks around. But it doesn't matter if he has special counsel protection. They'll fire him. And guess what? Nothing will happen. He'll get away with it. No one will say a word. Um, And so the mere fact today now that Biden is announcing he's going to keep Chris Ray at FBI and he's going to keep Anthony Fauci, who already is spouting off his mouth, that it, that says it all. Well, Anthony Fauci
0: and Chris Ray were always working for the Biden administration. (laughs) But why didn't, why didn't Trump especially fire Chris Ray? Why Why did he bring Chris Ray in? I don't know. I mean, that's, it, it isn't just that he should have fired Chris Ray. It's that he repeatedly put people in these agencies that were bad actors. And then when it, they all shit the bed, you know, he either fired them and it was a big deal or, he didn't fire him and he should have fired him. Look at almost everybody. Well, not almost everybody, but there is just a parade of high profile um, figures in the administration that knife Trump in the back. They didn't just leave and then go off and do their own thing. You know, you have John Bolton who made a big stink about it. Mattis, Kelly, what a disgrace. Those people are what, You've got to wonder what exactly were they doing when they were on the job? If, the, you know, the, Right. they were always trotted out as and cloaked in such loyalty and honor. These are honorable people. These are disgusting garbage people. Yep. And but multiply that times, you know, thousands. Those are the people that are working in the government. And so Trump should have fired him. He, as we've said before, he has really get he, he gets really bad advice he has very bad advisors around him
1: I, I mean it's true you could go through a list of so many people who were in the executive branch in his administration who had no business being there a lot of people point back to the fact when Trump bought into Jim Comey's lies about Mike Flynn and the press coverage and when Trump bought into that and demanded that Mike Flynn resign, that signaled to the deep state, the administrative state, whatever you want to call it, that he was malleable, that he would <clears throat> submit, that he, he'd he be bullied into whatever they want. I also go back, and I covered this a lot at the time because I was covering scientific issues, what they did to Scott Pruitt, the director of the EPA. Yeah. Um, I mean, they just bludgeoned this guy every single day. And he basically was on his own fighting for himself. And then finally it got so bad that Trump, instead of publicly defending him every single day saying, you're not going anywhere. Finally, you know, the guy was so destroyed that Trump, you know, accepted his resignation too. And that was, I think as big as Flynn. Oh, Um, well, yeah.
0: Yeah. the first rule of the Democrats is that they never get a scalp, no. and Trump gave them a scalp right out of the gate. And then they knew that that they could that they could manipulate him. And Trump is supposed to be this great deal maker and nego- yeah. negotiator, but I guess he didn't understand that the rules of the political industry are not the same as the actual business world where you meet in the middle or you make concessions or you make a deal these people were not interested in making a deal their issue was never really just getting rid of Mike Flynn (laughs) you know right so and and that was the beginning that was the first bad move but you know he he listened to Mike Pence What do you think of Pence? Let's talk about Pence now. So Mike Pence, who skipped Trump's bye-bye to go hang with his industry crowd, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: his buddies, social circle at the inaug. So Mm -hmm. what do you think? What's your your assessment of, of Pence?
1: You know, I've never been a Pence fan. I guess I didn't feel one way or the other about him. He's just sort of this odd duck and... Um, But I know people who are closer to the process pin a lot of blame on him for some of these appointments. Like, for example, he was responsible for bringing Dan Coates on board as uh, DNI, who, you know, helped cover up so many, blocked so many of the Russiagate information from Trump and others. Um, I think Mike Pence... His leadership on the coronavirus task force was absolutely disastrous. Um, you know, he would come out every day, we mourn, we're heartbroken, you know, we weep for the, you know, it was just so over the top dramatized. And of course, he kept Fauci and Burks on, especially Burks. I guess he was her big defender. And so, but yes, why would he have skipped Trump's going away little shtick to? Then show up like he did yesterday. He got a big round of applause from everyone on the dais, which is a telling (laughs) factor.
0: Well, I think for Pence, you know, this is this is his business, right? He's in the business of politics. And so I think he was almost relieved to have an event where he could separate himself from Trump. And ingratiate himself back into that community because had this protest slash riot slash insurrection not happened, you know, he would have been, he could have been the next, he could have been like Steve Bannon, right? Or um, Stephen Miller or Stan Scavino, you know, these people that are Trump connected to Trump in their identity, but he had an opportunity. Well, Trump helped him by getting up and telling people that Mike Pence could change the election at his rally and um, which is false. And right. so that, you know, and I guess I kind of understand but why didn't
1: Pence himself didn't Pence say something about that, too. Didn't he give the false impression that something January 6th, we're going to have our day or whatever? You know, maybe I he but- made some
0: it's possible, but he knew what the senators were doing when they had signed those objection to the electors. And what the senators were doing is they had asked Mike Pence to give a 10-day window for the state legislatures to do more investigation. And he had also gotten letters from the state legislatures. I think two or three had written letters asking Mike Pence to give that time. So Pence didn't have the authority to be like I'm going to rip up these electors and pick my own um, right but he he did have some discretion that was never exercised because you know we had the 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 protests a riot so the 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 feeling and the temperature of that situation just totally changed after that and mm-hmm. you know all, a lot of senators and chicken shits were like okay we're gonna go we're just gonna do this you know we can't (laughs) stand up now so he did have that discretion and I think it was really shitty of Trump to put that on Pence I mean I'm not a Pence fan but I mean I'm I think I'm I'm legit you know authentic on my dislike for him and that was kind of unfair but Trump just really pouted according to Politico's inside account of the events of that day leading up to Trump's departure, you know, he didn't talk to Pence for four days. And then they had like a meeting that was described as, you know, kind of the acknowledged end of their relationship, so to speak. And then, you know, Pence went to the inauguration
1: because, you know, he's, he's part of the the club. But I don't think he has a future as a, potential presidential candidate oh no no way
0: well really what is his next step you lobbying you know what's what is his next step
1: well could he run for senate in indiana would he want to i mean he was governor senate is i think a step up but there's two republicans there now so probably lobbying he's not going to leave dc why would he leave and you know yeah, Go back yeah. to Indiana. I don't see be, that yeah, happening.
0: He's, yeah, he's definitely got a stay in the industry. Maybe he'll be put on some boards or a think tank or he'll start a think tank or some shit like that. <clears throat> These freaks always land on their feet. The important thing is that he's able to operate. You know, the difference right. between being a Trump administration official as a MAGA person, not as a deep state operative means that you once it's over, you're not part of the political industry. After every administration, former employees go kind of scatter out into the air quote private sector, whether it's as lobbyists, whether it's working at a financial institution or some other entity that's regulated or needs to have influence in the government. It's a revolving door. And that's not that's not exclusively partisan that's just the way the business works but if you're MAGA you're not in that you cannot get into that world so that's why the I think it's the Lincoln crowd they're you know pressuring any entity that might hire these people to keep them out Um, so it's if Pence wants to make a living he has got to get back in with the crew. He can't be on the Lincoln crowds list. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or, or uh, uh, to, to keep him had. out. Now right. the Kay- Kaylee McEnany and um, the Scavino's and the Stephen Miller, not that they would necessarily want to do this, but you know, they're not the hope Hicks. They're not, you know, those, those avenues are not open to them. So there's a um, administration official who's very high profile. Um, everybody listening knows this person's name and so do you, I'm not going to say it, but this person left, um, I don't know how long ago, a year, at least a year ago. I can't remember, you know, it's a lot of people leaving over the last four years. Right. That person cannot, has not landed on their feet yet. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'll tell you when we're, I can't, I don't want to say who it is, um, but yes. And that is. That is, um, you know, that that's the that's the kind of war that really exists here in D.C. and that shows you what a threat the Trump MAGA phenomenon was to the power base here in Washington D.C.
1: Right. So
0: anyway, so when do you
1: before we finish? When when do you think we'll hear from Trump again? I don't know. What? How? How would we hear? He's banned. I know he. where
0: he probably is already he's he's probably trying to (laughs) type into his phone and it's nothing and nothing's letting him in password reset um (laughs) (laughs) I don't know I I, I'm gonna guess that he will be on like a stream or a tv show maybe Newsmax OAN I don't know if he'll go on Fox apparently he was watching Fox on Air Force One on his way to you know to Mar-a-Lago um which means he's an idiot and he hasn't learned anything but right. so I, I don't know. I think, I think he'll be, he'll make an appearance. I don't know. Normally, as you know, the, the, the former president is supposed to kind of just co- go quietly, you know, like George Bush, that courtesy that George Bush gave Obama, but not that Obama gave Trump. Um, so Trump is not going to pay attention to that. It's not like we're not going to hear from him <laughs> for three years. No, I would guess, oh God, within no. a, I would say within a week. I would say within a week. Okay. I, I don't know. I mean, I have no inside information, but I can't imagine him staying, saying, you know, staying missing for so long.
1: No. And, and I, you think know what, maybe he like, should,
0: you know, maybe yeah. he should, because right. the focus needs to be there. There should be no excuse for the media not to be focusing on the Biden administration.
1: Right. No, I think maybe silence for a while will will be good. Let you know why suck the oxygen out of what Joe Biden and his people are doing right now. Let them do it. You know, let them let them try to get all the press attention.
0: Well, we're in for a dark winter, Julie.
1: We are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but oh, well, to be light here.
1: Until they come and take us away. That's right. We are still going to be here every week bringing our happy hour from our our sad happy hour here, our our quasi places of lockdown freedom until we are till we're silenced. They're going to take us down swinging. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. If you aren't a
0: subscriber, you can subscribe to happy hour with Julie and Liz through iTunes And until then, we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Happy Hour with Julie and Liz. We'll see you next week.